Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. That's the deal. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. That's the deal. Yeah. Let's get real, yo, yeah. No fake news. Something real you can feel. Yeah, we make moves. It's hard work, always, homie. We pay dues. In the negative, equivalent to fake views. The real distance, holy field. Bruce Banner always sealed. Steve Rogers with the shield. Packs, tell him how yeah, you feel. I'm chilling, vibing, taking in every moment. Feeling like I own it. No, it's not decoded. Hotel with my opus, hocus pocus, spitting magic. It's tragic. Everything I hear is average. So scratch it. LeBron with the passes. Daggers, assassins. When you knock me down, I rise like Phoenix from the Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. That's the deal. Welcome to another edition of the Let's Get Real podcast. We do this almost each and every week. Michael Milubitz, Jeremy Conrad, Gidet, and Alan Sanders. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hanging in there, man. Late. I love that I do the pointing. I point like everyone can see what I'm seeing. Uh, so we're still in the middle of COVID and we've talked about a lot of the things that a lot of the topics, whether it be COVID or, or just related to other parts of life that have popped up in the middle of COVID. A thing that's been huge, not only around the country, but big down here in South Florida, where we originate out of is schools, virtual schooling, opposed to attending school in the actual classroom and around the country, there's different opinions. It's sort of become a highly contested issue. We figured we have one of our dear friends, also the president of the Broward County Teachers Union, Anna Fusco, join us tonight. She joined us in our first season, so we're going to have her back for a return engagement as she is right in the thick of things as things are being decided each and every day down here when it comes to teachers and children being in the classroom. So we're going to now bring on Anna Fusco, who is the president of the teacher Broward Teachers Union. We are in the middle of the world that is now coronavirus and what has become a huge issue because everything from from Max to uh, the food, everything's become political. Now even schooling has become sort of politicized and we're now, and there it is, she has her mask ready. Uh, the president of the Broward Teachers Union, uh, Ms. Anna Fusco, is joining us tonight. What's going on? President Fusco, how you doing? Hey, hey you're, you're forgetting you're forgetting titles, man. President oh, of the BTU. I, I think we forgot a few. She, yeah, you forgot a few, right? Okay. Mother. Well, you introduce her then. Right? Uh, uh, oh. a goddaughter, so. God, godmother to my to my daughter. Oh, right? Right. Close family friend. Anna, it's always, always a pleasure to have you on. Um, you are waiting because I was late. I apologize. <laughs> 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 I'm a patient woman. You're a patient oh, woman. Okay. Thank you for waiting. Okay. Thank you for waiting. All right. Not so not too patient. Good people that are looking out for for other people. It's it's the right thing to do to be patient to get the message out. And I appreciate you guys. You know the great messages that you guys continue to put out and looking out for the community and the world and and bringing out facts. That's that's really important. Mm. No, thank you. That's it. We're, we're trying to bring out facts. And and one fact that we all still don't understand why we're trying to debate it is that COVID is there. It's out there. And for some reason, there's a debate on whether we should be sending our kids to school uh, as test dummies. And I forget the kids. What about our teachers as test dummies? Yeah, Almost, almost like the teachers and the staff. Yeah, whatever. We'll send them. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Our kids are not going, but you know, we'll send them. We'll send them over there. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. What? It, what? Where are we right now? What's the? What's the? Uh, in Broward County. Broward County. Yeah, really. So, it, if I could just go a little puddle back a little bit, our our governor, who is in charge of the state of Florida, and our Department of Education, who has an appointed commissioner from our governor which by the way, none are involved in public education, understand public education, mm-hmm. but are in charge of our public education. Mm-hmm. Um, I've you know, met our Department of Education or Commissioner personally. Uh, when you meet him, he's charismatic, a nice guy, but he has a strong viewpoint on education. And he is a strong component of um, privatized charter school, homeschooling and so Okay, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Well, openly about it, okay. Yeah, yeah, and he puts a lot of his own personal views of what he thinks 
mm. uh, a great education is because he ha- he's a, a father of six. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> he's up in the, the northern state of Florida, and lots of different things have happened with the you know, the virus and, and COVID-19. Mm. Our county public schools um, has taken the position to want to protect uh, most of our student population. So I want to talk about something you might not have heard. Mr. Runcie, our superintendent, uh, said on July 14th that he was recommending that all students do e-learning. All right. educational teachers and support staff will also do e-learning. Right. They will not have to enter into a school site unless they choose to go into their own school uh, classroom. Like, I'm in my office right now. Yeah. I'm alone. Mm. You know, there's uh, nobody in here to encounter with or possibly spreading the virus with. So okay. then um, let's fast forward two weeks ago, Superintendent Runty took a position where he feels, which is what I feel, our most vulnerable population of our ESC population mm. that have um, lots of uh, uh, certain types of disabilities. conditions. Some, yeah, of them, yeah. some of them have strong medical conditions where yep. it's hard to work uh, online, like how we are able to communicate right. something nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Uh, needs physical help and so forth, whether it's feeding tubes or diaper changing, being pushed in a wheelchair. Yeah, they need help. Hands-on hand therapy, where our teachers have to physically manipulate to help them, you know, learn. And said that that population can come into the school system. And then it went to the pre-K population, where our Department of Education and our governor are going to hold back funding. Right, right. our pre-K population physically gets on the school site. Mm. So now we have these population, our youngest and our most weak and vulnerable are going to be able to come physically on school sites. And then our educators and our support staff have to come on, you know, to Mm. teach. So now we got people in a complete uproar. We've got parents that are still like, wait a second. I know e-learning is a struggle, but do I want my child on a school site to be part of the, you know, possibly spreading the virus or right. mm. the virus. And then our ESC teachers and our pre-K teachers and support staff are like, well, wait a minute, our lives aren't valuable. You know, right, right, right. you know, uh, receive the virus or spread the virus to our most vulnerable. And I asked the same matter of fact question. People are bothered by the question. What is our contingency plan when the virus spreads rapidly through that population? Right. And then let's be, let's be frank. What happens when someone dies? What happens if our staff members die? Which, by the way, we've had staff members in the Broward County Public Schools since people reported back to school sites starting June 1st have died. Mm, really? And mm. 80, of our, 80 of our school plus sites have had over 120 of our employees contract the virus. Wow. Had to close down for two days because two employees had positive COVID t- t- you know, testing. So now we have all these buildings working with skeletal crews. Now you want to possibly bring back uh, teachers and, and support staff and certain population of students who, which that's the group that don't want to keep their masks on, don't know how to keep their masks no. on, right. are not going to want to keep their masks on and you know, can be physical. And they might take off the PPE off of our employees Right. So Broward Teachers Union is working very hard with the district to give clear facts on why we can't bring this population in or expect our educators and our support staff to come in and work with that population. Uh, we can work e-learning. We can make it work. We can get extra training. We can figure it out. You know, we can have um, strong conversations with the parents, be accessible to the parents to make it work where we know that if they're not coming into a school site building, then we know we won't be part of the problem that will spread that virus and possibly have someone really sick and the worst possibility of somebody dying. So that's mm. where we're at this dilemma. So wow. you said people don't know that the, the virus is there. We have people walking amongst us that think it's a hoax. Right. It's a political conspiracy theory. Uh, it's all about um, stopping or preventing the election. And I mm. keep telling people that our country was one of the last to make the decision to close down when right. it spread across the world. Right. It spread across the world. And then it's in our country, and it had nothing to do with an election. It had to do that there is a disease out there 
a virus that is taking um, hundreds of thousands of in the millions of people's lives across the world. Mm -hmm. and here we are in, in the United States of America, who is uh, populated by all cultures throughout the world that are asking our leaders to take this strong stance in acknowledging that this is here. And they want to create conspiracy theories and ignorance to get people to believe or cause friction and, and mm. fights that this virus is not real until unfortunately people get it and die from it. Some of our mm. highest political elected officials that's, that sit in uh, Washington, D.C. and are elected have contracted this virus mm -hmm. and we've had a couple that have passed away and they still want to act like that it's not there. I don't know what it really takes to change the mentality mm. of people to understand that science is there, doctors are there, people are in these emergency rooms, they're in our hospitals, they're overworked, they're um, trying to save lives, then themselves are getting it, then themselves mm. are dying. Um, my best friend, she's my, she's my best friend, outside of my, my besties, Alvin of mine. <laughs> seven. Gotta clarify. You know, Dana's gonna hear this. I'm I am the oldest out of my besties of the seven, uh, <laughs> super, super seven. Uh, everybody is uh, 40 and under. I am 50 mm -hmm. plus. I know I look good for that. I'm, I'm gonna own that. Uh -huh. um, but young, my best 50 years young. Okay. For, for the past 30 years, her son is an ER doctor in Gainesville. Oh, wow. who has the virus now oh yeah. so he is he is quarantined home and uh severely ill from it and he is only 35 years old mm -hmm. so, so if people are people are saying that it's not real and it's not happening i am now getting and hearing people that i've physically personally known i've known georgie <laughs> since he was he was a student of mine Oh, wow. Wow. Since okay. he was oh. 11 years old when I taught him in sixth grade. Wow. wow. We are a doctor who has it. So there's a couple of things that, that you touched on that I, I think, and, and actually you're getting to that same realization that, that we all came to. In the beginning of this, uh, in February, actually, a, a personal story. I have a, a friend of mine at work who's kind of a conspiracy theorist. All right. He, he really gets into these things. And in December, he was saying, man, this thing in China is laying people out in the street. They're tossing bodies in the alleys. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're, you're crazy. You know? and, and, and I'm like, just calm down. So this guy went and bought tons of masks. Wow, good for him. He went and bought, and then he kept telling, he kept telling us, hey, you need to buy these masks because it's coming. And I said, oh, look, whatever. You, you want to buy me a mask? Save me a box. It'll be fine. And lo and behold, in January, all the masks were sold out in, in, on Amazon. And I'm like, this is weird. And then he started to tell people more and more. And all of a sudden, it hit home. And then Trump had his, you know, it's going to go away like, a, like the flu. It's just going to go away magically. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the numbers started to spike around us. Yeah. Still, mm -hmm. I, never, I never came into contact with anyone that I knew personally had it. I have. Now, I have now. Yeah. Now yeah. that we're months in, I can probably name fifteen to sixteen people that have it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when they were talking about the number spiking in Florida, it's not a hoax; it's real, mm -hmm. and it and it is it is more real than than anything now to me. Only because there are people in my circle, our circle actually, close right. friends that have that have caught it, and they have it, and some of them don't have their taste back yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, so, yeah. but I get the idea of wanting to not believe it. I, I get the idea of if I don't see that it's real or if I don't accept it, then it's not and real. It's okay. Seeing is believing. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's what you're what you're up against. You're up against people who want to keep going. They want to just forget that it happened and hope mm -hmm. for the best. Um, but as far as like our ERC kids and and our our, our special attention, what do they do? Because home isn't a sanctuary. Some of their homes aren't places where, you know, some, some of their sanctuaries turn out to be schools. They have the best yeah. time in school with their teachers and yeah, the teachers home. who almost show more care than some, parents than, at home. Than, than some of the parents at home. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that they're using school as a daycare, but a lot of times that happens where that's the best part of a kid's life is school. So what do we do in that, in that sense, in that regard? How do we, how do we, how do we, 
How do we get more involved and still stay away? Well, you know, the Broward, the Broward School District has um, taken on the initiative to understand that this virtual training is not going to be, uh, hopefully, uh, not totally long-term. But right now, it's a necessity to keep people mm. uh, right. physically healthy, to yeah. not have a situation where they're going to get the virus. But we know that the social-emotional component is serious. And we know that we've seen in, um, I know I've paid attention, that rise in child abuse, sexual right. abuse, domestic violence has gone up 35% or more. So that has been a strong conversation in a lot of our workforce groups and my personal conversation with our superintendent. How do we meet the needs of those students that are going to need this social-emotional component? So I know they've looked into um, bringing in more of our social workers and our psychologists and okay, okay. redirecting our guidance counselors. Okay. Um, you know, we're hoping uh, that our Department of Education will stop with the high-stakes high stakes testing, which takes away from our support staff and our guidance counselors because mm -hmm. they're busy working on how to get our students prepped and ready for the test, which we need to look at that that's not, shouldn't be the first need in our students. Right, right. Uh, social emotional component and getting academics to them. So you see how we're here conversing on our computer and I can see you and, you know, we, we're, sometimes we're so close, like I think I can touch Conrad. <laughs> and our teachers, are right now on their summer break and by no means at the Broward Teachers Union encourage our teachers um you know you you must or I coerced with the school district that mm -hmm. let's get all these trainings out and force our teachers to do it I told our district that you know professional development and training comes all summer long every year and teachers want to do it we, we want to enhance our skill set we want to increase our knowledge we want to uh you know get better and ready to teach our students. So training has always been um, provided during the summertime. So more and more trainings were provided during this summer for our teachers to understand how to uh, you know, get online and work through the webcams scenario. In our district, we use Canvas and Teams and understand how to communicate and work all the tools in our Teams platform so we can bring forth instruction and conversations with our students. And, you know, they're bringing trainings and conversation and understanding through individual schools to the parents in those schools so they can get better equipped and understand, you know, how themselves can understand this component so they can work with their children at home to get on this platform. So we can sit and have conversations with our students and entertain our students and teach our students and talk to our students and encourage our students and not just the communications through our camera and video conferencing through other platforms, whether it's text messaging or Remind and or Dojo, Class Dojo, uh, emails, taking our phone, have a conversation. So we're learning and using all of those uh, tools and strategies on how we can reach our students and working through that component, bringing not just academics, but you know, bringing forward social emotional component. You know, uh, waking up in the morning and having a structure for our students and just turning on that computer and being able to say, good morning, Ms. Fusco. Right. Uh, our students, you know, grow to love, you know, us as teachers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had students mistakenly say, hey, mom, you know, my bad. And it's like, because they, they generally grow to love us. And I guarantee every one of you here can definitely mention a teacher that you might've sipped and said, mom, or you know that you loved, you know, deeply. Right. Oh, Mrs. Arnold, Mrs. Life, Arnold. <laughs> Yeah. This is right, right now. Yep, I remember. I mean, someone did a test out on Facebook yesterday. Who can remember the fifth grade teacher? I'm like, well, not only do I remember my fifth grade yeah. teacher, I was just talking about her last week, Miss Estes from Oak Grove Elementary. Miss Dade County. She was, you know, she was so cool. And a uh, fun fact, when I was a fifth grade teacher and I did a fifth grade field trip to Orlando, I ran into Miss Estes no on way. a fifth grade field trip <laughs> uh, with her students. And you know, she wasn't surprised that I became a teacher and she remembered me. I mean, I, I, and I, I remember actually all my teachers, they, they brought um, joy and, and, and fulfillment to my life. My son's godmother is one of my former teachers. Um, it's just, you know, a trickle effect that people inspire you and, and care and love you. And our teachers bring that to our students. And we don't want to have to do this e-learning. 
we'd rather be in a classroom setting, right, right. teach our kids and be there for them and, you know, take them to the safe haven to where they come into our classroom and share things with us, whether it's good or bad, or we can help them be able to feed them, offer them after school activities, offer them hmm. after school um, clubs and whether it's sports or academic or just fun, you know, the drama hmm. piece, the music piece, the art piece, right. the, the physical edu education component, the STEM piece, whether it's the sciences or chess or whatever it may be, you know, we've got all of those in all of our schools and it's heartbreaking that we can't do it, but we want to be part of that, keep being part of that solution. Well, we had our students home from March to uh, May. Our kids didn't get the virus. Our kids were safe and healthy in right. a physical sense. Yep. Um, so were our educators. And then when we opened up schools to that skeletal crew uh, in June 1st, our, uh, we have over 120 employees right now that have the virus. So they can't tell me that, you know, getting back with groups doesn't help, doesn't stop, help yeah. stop the spread of the virus. Mm. And um, nobody's meaning to do it because you said it's, it's invisible. Yeah. We, we don't know if we have it unless we go get tested. Yeah. And, you know, when our leader was out there saying that if we don't test, we won't have cases. Well, duh, of course not, you know, uh, but, oh, but people need to know and understand that if you, you have these symptoms or you've been around someone that has tested positive, it is the right thing to do yeah. to get tested, to make sure that you can quarantine, stay, mm -hmm. you know, away Where? from people, get past it, God willing. And then, you know, people will stay healthy. It's hard. It's, it's extremely hard. And, you know, it's funny you said about El Alvin, when they, your friends stocked up on the masks, I was reading this when I read that Iran, Iran shut down, uh, Spain shut down. Like, these countries are shutting down. Shutting so, down. <laughs> honestly, I didn't go on the mask run. I was one of those lunatics that went on the toilet paper run. Toilet paper. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper. You got to get I, it. I Where's TP? And, and, and the soap, <laughs> soap, toilet paper, and alcohol, not realizing, you know, the mask component. And then I started, you know, do I want to look like, do I want to look foolish out there? Now it's like, I feel that I would look foolish if I didn't have the mask. And I'm right. 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 service to people, to protecting them. Mm. And the best that I can to protect myself. We know wearing the mask helps protect other people. Of course, yeah. right, that is, right. That's a service we have to our community. It's not against anybody's right. I mean, hell, you wouldn't want me walking around without clothes. That's for damn right, sure. Exactly. It's, and I don't think that, any, that my rights are violated by doing that. It is, right. uh, you know, something that we need to be part of a solution of doing the right thing and wanting to keep ourselves healthy and wanted to keep our fellow uh, common human next to us right, to right. healthy and safe. It's just, it's just decency. Let me, ask, let me ask you, you talked about the governor having his own personal beliefs, which I still don't understand what, what that has to do with governing the educational system of the state, but we'll, we'll leave that alone. Um, who has the final say? Because I know Runcie, I at least I thought Runcie had come out and said, we're going to start virtual. And I heard today, maybe in early October, they'll revisit it. But that doesn't mean they're going to go back. They have an idea of maybe going back, but they're not sure. Who has the final say on when schools will be open? Like, is it district? Well, uh, is it state? The good thing about the governor and the Department of Education, they came out very strong saying that they want all schools open, that the kids need to be, everything you guys just said. Mm -hmm. It's a safe haven. Kids need to be in front of their teachers. I... I loved hearing that message, right. but we can't continue that message when our cases have risen so drastically right. that we will no longer be that safe haven, right. that social emotional component. We will be part of that problem that our kids will physically get ill oh, and then they won't point. be in school anyway. Yeah. So keep I, on a circle, I, keep cycle. I feel he is looking at larger parts of the state that don't have high cases. Mm -hmm. Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade are definitely the exception. We're a different animal we're, down here. We're in that phase that's not safe. And right. those three superintendents took the position because the governor, Department of Education, even though they put in an executive order, open schools, still left it in the authority of the superintendent, which Good. I respect. 
yeah. that they're doing that. So it's in the authority of the yeah. superintendent That's and the elected school board officials to have that say and how the schools will open. So I hope that they will not take that away. They have not, they keep going in a direction to where they said that mm -hmm. you can change the dates of when school starts. You can change the dates of when school okay. ends. You can shorten that 180 day mandate. You can work in your district to keep people safe. And, and a piece of the governor's last message um, a couple messages ago, I want schools to open up. They need to be face to face, but we still want to have teachers to know that they need to be safe and healthy. Right. If they don't feel comfortable going back, let's work with that. Right. That was right. A, a very human thing to say and right. do. And if it's if there's cases across the state of Florida where it's in those phases where it's under that five percent and they can still open up schools face to face and it, it's safe and they've got all the components to keep people healthy and make social distancing work, and they're able to do it in their districts, that's in their district. I, I'm not, it's not for me to say what can happen in Duval or what can happen in Scambia or what can happen in Lee, but I know in Broward County Public Schools with 270,000 students, wow. 15,000 teachers, 3,000 support personnel, and that's including psychologists, social workers, guidance counselors, nurses, uh, behavior techs, um, race advisors, teacher assistants, classroom assistants, all of those people that speech, speech pathologists that work in school sites with students, you're talking about you can have hundreds, possibly thousands of people, even with social distancing mandate, even with the half capacity mandate. And that is a breeding ground, a petri dish. That's it. That's people it. People spreading it. Right. And Broward right. County just can't do that right now. And I hope yeah. Superintendent and Dave Broward and Palm Beach still stand strong and want that piece of not bringing in our students. And our superintendent out of our Tri-County has made that recommendation to bring back those populations, which I'm telling you right now, I'm pushing back hard on Superintendent Runcie that the teachers don't want it. There is a very small population of teachers that no matter what, say they want to go back. Really? I don't think they really realize that the PPE oh, wow. is not medical grade. I don't think they realize that those populations are not going to be able to keep on their mask or possibly take off the teacher's mask because they're right. physical. They're, right. they're, they're young. They're, yeah. they're playful. Or they are, unfortunately, they have, you know, those type of disabilities that they're aggressive right. and they don't right. get it. And all it takes is a cough, a sneeze. Saliva um, getting on you, uh, type of bodily flu, which runs from your nose or so forth, that I don't think they realize what they might be getting themselves in. And then having to keep that PPE stuff on for seven and a half hours. It's a long time. That's yeah. the other thing. You know, when I wear a mask and I go into a Publix or a Home Depot, which our governor said it's the similarity, no, it's not. I'm in and out in 15 minutes and I have right. the option. If somebody's walking at me without a mask or a mask on inappropriate, I could turn around and walk away. Yeah. If I'm in a contained classroom yeah. and I'm breathing in go? the same air, it's it's not the same. It's bringing it's bringing the possibility that we're no longer going to be that solution to keeping people healthy and safe. Mm -hmm. That we're bringing part of spreading it. And Broward Teaching Union is taking that strong position. We don't want to be part of that. So we are right. standing that we don't. We don't believe in the recommendation. We don't want the rec recommendation to continue. We want all e-learning, which means for all. And I think if you said, I heard you, um, Mike, you said you heard Superintendent Runty speak today. So you must have heard his uh, state of the district address. Where I also heard it again, everyone's going to e-learning. I didn't hear him separate those populations again. Right. So I'm hoping when he goes in tomorrow's school board meeting that he's going to bring forth that you know, I need to pull back and keep right. e-learning for all. And we need to work on how we're going to work with those special needs populations, that pre-K um, population, and the, and how we're going to bring social emotional component to our students and right. you know, figure out what's going on in their homes that might not be safe without intruding. We're right. not there to intrude on people's homes. We're there to go in and teach and, and be part of their, you know, them getting their academics and getting socialization, which is in a different manner. I right. mean, we're all socializing here right now, yeah. not in a physical uh, room, right. but we're making it work. And I know we're adults yeah. and I get it. 
but it's I believe tough. it can be done. I've seen, listen, Alvin, some of our besties that have um, their kids on pre-K. I mean, Lynn was out there showing her little one on pre-K virtual, <laughs> rocking it. So I yeah, know it can yeah. work with pre-K. And we also did a summer school component of our special needs where all mm -hmm. teachers were on camera weather students. And I, did, I got nothing but positive, successful conversations of how our summer component worked. It was, it evolved from our fourth quarter situation where we all were kind of thrown in it. Let's go to the Right, I my scrambling. So I think, we're, I think we're hard at it. I think honestly, uh, for the reaction to happen so quickly um, after, you know, in March, right after spring break, if you will, there to be able to be up and running virtually, right? And to be able to, to have the district kind of get into e-learning that quickly with no yeah. preparation mm -hmm. is was, On the fly, yeah. was it was a miracle you know what i mean i thought that that was going to fail first first thing out okay yeah. um now having more time and now having the vision of of this could be around for a while at least to the end of the year you know what i mean there, there's an extended period of time we're gonna have to deal with this right. um looking at some of those programs and seeing what's the best way we can implement and what's the best way we can make a bad scenario work you know, so like you were saying, an online, uh, an e-learning for the pre-K um, area will work. Uh, Dana's got Tiano looking at videos online and learning situations online so that it, mm. it's it's not ideal. You know what I mean? I understand. It's something, it's, but it's something. It's better not it's something to yeah. keep going. Um, keep and, the mind going. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I think you don't have a choice at this moment. It's, it's either that or let's be part of... Um, Let's be part of spreading it. Let's be part of mm -hmm. keeping this thing here. You know what I mean? And elongating this this uh, this shelter well, in place I mean, thing. And I appreciate you saying that. And I know you know we, we have you know you're a father and there's other fathers that are on here that are watching that. Look at some of our states that made the decision to just shut school down. Yeah. So now you had you had students in homes with nobody interacting with them other than what's in their own homes. So yeah. at least our Broward County Public School System jumped into that, you know, task of figuring out how to do this. Right, and right. yeah, it was building the plan as we were flying it in. And it wasn't perfect, but, you know, when I hear some of our parents out there saying it was a failure. Um, They're crazy. They're crazy. When you say it's a failure. That is that it, was, it was something that was very new to yep. the educator. And they know their curriculum. They know how to bring it forward. It was just learning how to bring it forward in this capacity. Right. Yeah. keeping everybody safe don't forget now they're open up on the wide open internet with children yes we're speaking mm. on the internet now as adults yeah. that was one of my biggest concerns is how are we going to protect our children yeah. now on the open wide internet with right. their teachers when you've got people that had nothing but time on their hands because they were sitting home because more and more things got shut down and figuring out a hack in to getting into these classes, which by the way, happened a couple of mm. times. Yeah, I heard about so it. Yeah. Our district, you know, is working with Microsoft and Teams and has, um, you know, that platform to mm. build a lot of, you know, build a lot of barriers and blocks yes. to keep out, you know, you know, the general public, which nothing is foolproof. We're in a world right. of 2020 and things could happen. But to know that, that our district is putting forth, you know, getting with, special programs and special um, platforms, which is Microsoft Teams and the Canvas component to protect, that is something that is not a failure. And to reach it's not. to a child's home through the computer in the best manner we can safely. And our teachers are working through the summer to craft it, make it better, creating all kinds of fun things to bring forth to their, to their students um, is something that, sh that the teachers should be commended for instead of unfortunately some of the public out there they're bashing them and criticizing it's crazy it's and crazy downright hurtful word teachers are emailing me calling messaging me they're crying they're upset they're like what's going on here we want to just do what the best for our children our students mm -hmm. and people are looking at it that we're the bad guys i mean teachers are not the bad guys no. they are the people that just want to bring instruction and curriculum this way and you know, they, they feel bad. They want to say they're sorry that they can't be in a classroom setting face-to-face -face with the children, but they don't want their 
students sick and they don't want to be sick and they don't want their mm-hmm. families sick. And I don't think people should be apologizing because they want to be healthy. Right. No. And that's the thing is, it wasn't ideal, but no one, but what, that's what's funny to me. It's duh. <laughs> like, like you said, there are teachers that still want to get in the classroom, even though they know that maybe risking their life. So that's my frustration is we know it's not ideal. Thank you, genius. Like, of course, it's not ideal. However, like I learned from day one as a child, if you're not safe, then none of it matters. Like you right. can't learn math, science, social studies if you're not safe. Right. If you're not, like you said, okay, we get them back in school, but if you get sick, now you're not in school, now you can't even learn from home. Right. And that's what it comes down to is safety for the kids and teachers, and then we can worry about, you know, getting back yeah. in the classroom. Mike, if right. you can help me with this component, because I've had conversations with some of those parents that are upset and angry, and they didn't understand why we were doing this. They want to say teachers are lazy. They don't want to teach. Absolutely not true. This, this platform is a uh, hundred times harder than us going into our classroom, decorating yes. our classroom, mm. and getting ourselves ready, where you've got some of these parents that they literally have said that um, this virus won't harm their children. They don't <laughs> spread. Um, and if our children get sick, they'll, they'll bounce back. I mean, all kinds of things. That's not that a given. That's not a given. Like, I don't, I just don't understand why they would even want to take that chance. Yeah. But then there's that other part where I play the devil's advocate where they talked about that social emotional component. Their kids are going out of their mind because they're becoming yeah. depressed. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I'm they're concerned about that too, yeah. Children that they've never seen before. They're angry, um, they've gotten aggressive, or they've gone the other way. They, they've gone introverted, mm-hmm. or they, they're not, they're, they've become glum. So I get that piece where they're mm-hmm. seeing something that is not their child anymore, and we're still trying to figure out how to have these conversations that you know, we have to find in work that, okay, we're not going to bring, we don't want them to come back into the school setting because, you know, the Broward School District mm. wants to take on the responsibility that they right. don't want this virus to spread. Well, school is going to happen from eight o'clock in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon. Most, most campuses, some mm. might go from, you know, maybe 830 to uh, 2.30, whatever the, the hours may be. Like then that, you have yeah. all those other hours where I, you know, try to give some type of, you know, encouragement or, you know, possibilities how they could do that socialization. If they're, if they want their kids in social settings, they can still do that. Yes. They can create groups. They can mm-hmm. go to parks. They can do c- certain things and create their own social, um, you know, component with their children and figure out the social distancing but right now, the Broward County Public Schools um, just can't, you know, wholeheartedly bring students into the school setting right. and not have that virus spread. Well, right. it's something Alvin said, and we're going to wrap up here with, uh, we're talking with Anna Fusco, here the Let's Get Real podcast, president of the Broward Teachers Union. Of course, she has many titles. She's near mm-hmm. and dear to our heart, friend, godmother, uh, mom, sister everything but she also is the president of the broward county teacher union one of the counties right now that's hardest hit by covid mm-hmm. uh alvin said and something i heard a teacher say the other day teachers have to remind people we're not babysitters like my mom was my mom was a teacher for 30 years my sister's a teacher now and my, wife, my wife yeah. so it's people have gotten so used to just throwing their kids at teachers they're educators they're right. not mm-hmm. babysitters like right. it's their job to teach and then it's your job to be a parent. Like, exactly. It's their job to find somewhere for your kid when there's no school and it sucks. And it's hard for parents, and I understand that. But that doesn't change the fact that safety has to come first. And I appreciate you, and hopefully Runsey continues to understand it, and hopefully our governor understands it, mm-hmm. that we want kids in the classroom. It's a pain in the ass for the How kid parent yeah. to do this. So it's not the easy way out. It's safety has to come first and we i appreciate everything you're doing fighting for our kids fighting for our teachers and fighting for yourself because again it's so funny everyone was like oh teachers are the savior teachers are the best when they're trying to teach their kid and then they realize uh-oh i have to keep doing this oh screw the teacher let's throw the kids back in because i have to go back to work and it's like i understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. no your kid's safety even if you're not worrying about it it's these school's job to worry about the kids and the teacher safety right. and i appreciate everything you're doing on behalf of and all that's, of that's the number one message we're trying to to bring forward that we we want to be in a classroom we want the kids there 
You know, the parents have to get back to work. Right. And we, we're still, it's matter of fact, people are yeah. afraid of this virus. Yeah. And they yeah. should be. And they should be. It's, they should be, even if it doesn't affect them, they should be afraid of it affecting someone they care about yeah, exactly. or someone or someone that someone else cares about. And I think that's, that's really where, where this is a, this that's is more of a, yeah, it comes down to, are you going to be selfish? And is, is, is your point of view the only one that matters? Because right now other people are affected. I may be fine. I may not even have any symptoms, but your mother and your aunt may. And, and I think that's where people kind of, they just lose sight of it. You're making me wear this mask. You're making me not it's take not, my It's not about school. politics. You know, about helping yeah. people out. That's what it's about. Keeping each other safe. No, agreed. And you are you are a boss chick, man. <laughs> you are a boss chick. You are you you're you're it. You're well, it. I appreciate All you right? guys reaching I'll out and take a time out. doing this. Thank you guys for being advocates uh, for the community, Thank for you. children, for your own children, and the teachers and the educators and support staff i appreciate it thank you guys all right thank, thank you much. Dana, Dana says she loves you <laughs> yeah baby not, we're not we're not we're not professional at all great yeah we're just gonna break <laughs> the third wall Good. Uh, thank you for joining us thank you for doing this and i will probably touch base with you later on as the school okay. year goes on and as because again i didn't actually hear Renzi. I, I saw online some of the comments and some of the things that came out about how they're going to touch base back in october and I think uh, that's a good idea. And right, revisit it when the, when the cases yeah. go down. But I can tell you right now, if tomorrow's school board meeting, if Superintendent Runsey does not change his decision on bringing back the ESC population and the pre-K students and the teachers mm. and support staff, Wednesday morning, the Broward Teachers Union has something for the public. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we'll see. Okay, maybe talk to you next week then. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Tune in next time. I'll do the right thing. Do the right Just thing. Be safe, please, Anna. And I will. Uh, you guys too. Thank you. Thank right, you for joining, for joining us. Keep on the good fight. Alrighty, All right, bye, bye bye. Be safe. Bye bye. No, she's awesome, man. She's and awesome. that was President Anna Fusco of the Brown Teachers Union. Uh, she has a lot to say, and thank goodness for her. For doing what she's doing again we, we try to be bipartisan here we, we don't this it's still boggling my mind that this became political because it's about keeping people safe in the mask right. and school schools and masks i don't understand how that got political like i'm not gonna lie to you. i understand why everyday things are political now just well, right and wrong. It's, it's, just something, it's just something to argue about now the whole world becomes something to argue about every every day it's like uh, drumsticks or flats like yes. Jesus Christ, man! Come on. If you if you wash your hands, you're Democrat. If you don't, you're a Republican. Yeah, man. Yo, it's like, I'm just trying to wash my hands and be safe. Like, yeah, man. Hey, I'm not really hey, thinking hey, that look, deeply. I just touched my balls. I'm washing my hands. All right? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, get off my case. Well, if you rub it to the right, man, you must be a Democrat. If you rub it to the right, it doesn't make any sense, man. And, and Mike and I, we were talking about this earlier. Like, it's it's something different, man. It's something different. It's like you're imposing on people's free will because mm -hmm. I want the choice not to give a shit yeah, i, I want to be able to walk out and say here take that right you know what i mean and i want to be able to walk into a store and sneeze and lick the walls as much as i want right because i don't want you telling me to wear a mask i don't want you telling me that i've got to give this shot to myself you know what i mean it that that's what it is and it has nothing to do with with uh with them not caring about safety or anything it's just become this idea that if you tell me what to do, I am succumbing to your will and I lose, right? Some of the big, some of the, some of the brightest men that I know, some guys that I've known for years that they're whining about wearing a mask. And I'm like, kidding me right now? <laughs> you, you're worrying about what, no, look, you, you, you can smell, you can smell my breath through the mask. It's not going to do anything. Well, you, you have underwear on so you don't pee on somebody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do, do you think that wearing pants is a is a is a problem? Like, you want to run around naked? Like, what do you want to do? How is this affecting you? It's crazy, man. I don't get it. Well, I mean, I just rest stores have the no shirt, no shoes, no entrance policy forever. They our cars have seatbelts and they have mandates on them. Yeah. Like we're speeding. Right. Look, there's we don't live in a, a lawless society. <laughs> like we have rules put upon us For when reason. things went awry to keep people safe. Right. Because again. If we're not safe, then nothing happens. We don't have society if we're not safe. A couple of years ago, we were smoking inside buildings. Okay. Yes. Yeah, like just smoking inside. Yeah, a couple of years In ago, we were just. Yeah, I remember that. You know what I mean? And it's like, wait a minute. This does 
isn't healthy for people, right. <laughs> especially secondhand smoke. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah, remember, I yeah. remember that he just put up the restaurant. This side, non-smoking. This side, yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's like, well, crazy. you're magically clean if you're in the non if you're in the non-smoking section. No, it's smoke. I yeah. smell the shit. Like, I'm, it's it doesn't here. linger as much. It's crazy, man. So I, I look. I, I we're gonna keep trying to. I don't know. I don't know if we're saving the world. I don't know what the hell we're doing. I just know that we're trying. Like Anna said it, and I appreciate it. We're just trying to get facts. I know sometimes people think, well, that's my fact versus your fact. No, that's actually then that's not a fact. We're trying to educate people. That's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. A fact knowledge, then they take it from there. Is understood universally and categorically. You might not like the fact. That's that's what people are doing now. Well, I don't like the fact, so I'm gonna find another argument. You can make another argument. All right. But that's not a fact. Okay. And there are people that are very biased and there's a reason they want things to be a certain way. That's why science and medicine are the people that I'm listening to. Well, that's not the right doctor. There's another doctor. Okay. If a guy's been doing something for 50 years. Like, why are we questioning doctors and scientists all of a sudden? Like, uh, well, they're, they're sparsing between this doctor versus that doctor. Well, no, right. they're well, finding the, person the thing is that. Them. Right. You, you, you're going to find a doctor that you, that you agree with. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this doctor's saying, you know what? It's not safe yet. We probably should keep on wearing masks and you probably shouldn't go to large, you know, big gatherings. Well, right. I don't like wearing masks and I like large gatherings. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. I mean, how many of our own friends now have caught it? They have it. Yeah. It's real. My brother-in-law has it right now. It doesn't. Right now. It, I know somebody's whole family got sick. Quentin said it. Quentin said it best, everything. man. Quentin said it best. Your belief and the way you view life is based off of your experiences. And if your experiences, you know, lean yourself to to empathy, then all right, there's a chance that you'll be able to see another side. Mm -hmm. But if not, and if you are only worried about me, 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 yeah. and no one can tell me what to do because I need to have my my uh, my cake and eat it too. Uh, then, then yeah, you're going to be on the other side and you're not going to want to listen to anybody, you know, and it's, 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 uh, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. Yeah, really sad. Well, cause that's the thing is we live in a society. We don't live in a unit. It's not, everyone has their own world. We live with everyone else. And the goal to me is to see another day and for you to see another day and you to see another day and your kids to see another day. Yeah. And, and I think that's what a lot of people have lost sight on. And we and I find myself fighting with people, and I'm like, I I want to be where you are. Believe me. I get it. I get it. I'm like, I don't want this. I've lost money during this. Everyone I know has lost money. I don't know anyone that has not been affected by this. Even the rich, unless you're Jeff Bezos, who the only who totally capitalized on this, everyone's lost something in this. So we're fighting each other, you know, we're both toward the same goals. We yeah. just want to live a healthy life and a happy life. That's it. So yeah, Jeff Bezos was like the only person making money out of this and everybody else is suffering pretty much, yeah. I don't know, man. It's uh, either way you look at it, nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to yeah. be, no, nobody wants to be in the situation. No. So it's like it's the best thing you can do is make the best of, 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 of the situation as much as you can. Okay, yeah, you can't go out. All right, what the hell? Whatever. Then find something to do inside. Okay, you can't Turn go to school. To a resort. Fuck it. Buy a pool. Right. <laughs> Buy a <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Turn your garage into a gym. Don't <laughs> 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 That's all you can really do. Man, I don't know when the next time I'm going to the gym is, man. I, 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 we, we have a buddy of ours that owns a gym, and we were thinking of bringing him on and the whole thing. And, and, I, and it's... It, it's it sucks because we want I'm all about working out like my gym, out. and my complex is closed and it was just me by myself most of the time. That's it. But I understand it. It's like all right, if there's it. a person before me and I don't wipe it, I could get screwed or I could screw someone else because I forget to wipe it. It's like it's just not fair. It's just about it's about being considerate to everyone out there, even if it sucks. Yeah, even if it sucks, it, it is what it is. What are you gonna do? Just get what used to it. It's gonna be like this till next year. Here's my we'll just learn. Here's my question. Would you regret it? Would you regret it if you did it and you found out you gave it to them? Yeah. yeah. Would you regret it? See, and in my mind, in my mind, if they went and traced back and said, all right, uh, Mr. Sanders, you visited the gym on this day. You use a machine after or uh, before so-and-so. So-and-so's been dead now for four days. Uh, so can you tell us where you've been now? Well, I feel like shit. Exactly. 
I feel like shit if I gave it to my 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 kids or or my wife or or my mm. in laws or my mother. I, I just feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want that on my head. That's okay. Yeah, I'm good. That's wrong with that on on the back of your mind, like the rest. Yeah, of I'm good. Nope. I'll sit my ass your, right home. Your grandma, and, your family member got sick because of you. Uh, <laughs> Netflix, well, Netflix and chill. <laughs> exactly. It's more Netflix than chilling. I was going to say it's so. more Netflix than Netflix. At least you got basketball. I was going to start watching baseball, but I'm like, they're gonna, it's, it's going to be over next week. So I'm like, not even going to get it. Look, I, I, life will come back over time. Yeah. It's just taking it day by day. And I don't That's know. I, I don't know. I don't want to tell people what to do. Do what, do what you want in your life. It's just we we were we have the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness until it infringes on other people's liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Exactly. Yeah. No. True. And I think I think sporting events they're going to do what they they're going to have to do what they can. You know what I mean? I like what MLB is doing. I like what the NBA is doing. And um, the Dolphins just hired a, an infectious disease person. You know, just to kind of help them transition into the spirit. It's like I said, you're in this. You're in this situation. Do the best you can. That's it. Whatever it is, it is. that's it. If the best that you can do is not give a shit, great. Then you're not worth much. But that's all you can do. Great. <laughs> and I'm not worrying about you either. People have to realize it. nothing is normal right now. This nothing's normal. Whatever would happen before February 2020, that was a whole another lifetime ago. Like that's whatever it. happens from now forward is is totally different, and nothing's gonna be back to how it was before. So that's just, it. It's gonna. It's just gonna take time. And now again, a uh, big thank you to. President of the Rochester Union, Anna Fusco, uh, Alvin Sanders. If people want to get in touch with you, what you got going on, uh, say what's up. How can they do that? Uh, you can catch me at a uh, at Coach A Train on Instagram and at uh, Coach underscore A Train on Twitter. And Colin Cadet, Mr. Cadet Digital, uh, got us on all the platforms. How can they get in touch with you if they want to get involved with Cadet Digital or just say what's up? Um, yeah, you can actually follow me on IG on Cadet, at Cadet Digital. Um, you can check me out, hit me up if you're interested in some web consulting services. So let me know. And you can get in touch with me on Twitter and Instagram at LubyWins, W-I-N-Z, and also Facebook.com slash Mike Lubitz. For, again, President Anna Fusco, the Brown Teachers Union, Conrad Cadet, Alan Sanders, I am Mike Luby Lubitz. Check us out next time right here on the Let's Get Real podcast. Peace. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real, let's get real, yeah. Keep it real, keep it real, that's the deal. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real, let's get real, yeah. Keep it real, let's get real, yeah. Keep it real, keep it real.